This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've I spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of hi everyone uh, welcome to another doc and the guru podcast this week I'm alone. I've given Gordon off so that he can go do some early Christmas shopping for me. So he doesn't have an excuse this year for not getting me some nice stuff in my stocking. But uh, onto the serious stuff of the day. And we, you know, Gordon and I, for those of you who are listeners, uh, frequent listeners of our show, you'll know that we're very passionate and have spoken at length about education and about upskilling and, um, and making very sure that everyone's got the best possible chance for success. And today's show, we're going to speak specifically learning and development. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, training uh, and upskilling. And it's a great pleasure for me to welcome uh, Jason Naidu, the CEO, and Jason will, will tell you what that stands for in a second, and Vivian Katsaf, uh, the COO uh, of um, of the Ken Blanchett companies, who have just recently acquired the rights for Blanchett in South Africa. So Jason, Viv, a big welcome uh, and well done on, on those rights. Thank you well, thank so you. much, Doug. <laughs> well, I think it's fair to yeah, say, Viv, just... that you know, Blanchett's been uh, in an art and, and, and somewhat known in South Africa. But I mean, you know, you and, and Jason are, are, are really putting everything behind it now. Uh, a lot of marketing muscle, the skills, the structures to make it uh, an entrenched thing as it is in certainly other territories, global territories around the world. I know the organization, 40 years, some fantastic programs, but I'm going to leave it up to the two of you if, if we can chat. And I think, Jason, if we can maybe just start with you, if you don't mind, just giving us a snapshot view of why, uh, what is the difference uh, and why should people get excited about, you know, an array of products and then you know, Viv, if you don't mind coming in at the end and talking about perhaps some of the areas, you know, that Jason hasn't covered, just so that we can share with our listeners who are perhaps not that familiar with the wide array of, of goods and services from, from Blanchard. 
So, Doug, thank you for the opportunity to to be on your program today. It's such a privilege to be here with my my dear sister and my friend, my my colleague Vivian Katzev. And uh, I think it's a privilege, first and foremost, for us to bring the Blanchard brand to South Africa. Many viewers or listeners out there may know the name Ken Blanchard, a household name throughout the world through the One Minute Manager book that he wrote in the 70s, I think it was, and uh, spread like wildfire around the world. And many executives out there have done MBA programs where the program, the flagship program of SL2 has been embedded. All that being said, I think we have a heartbeat for the African continent as we speak right now. From a South African context perspective, we are suffering with the three triple ills that really is our bugbear, which is unemployment, inequality, and poverty. These things is, is rife within our nation. 64% of our youth are unemployed in our country. The statistics are just shocking if you look at it. We've got the challenge of being the number one country in the world with the highest Gini coefficient with unequal wealth distribution. And when we look at the socioeconomic problems and challenges we face, I think it's a wonderful opportunity to turn the narrative around. That's great. Nelson Mandela, you know, no. yeah, go for it, Jack. No, 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 go on. Sorry, Jason, I, I don't want to interrupt. I thought you'd, you'd finished there, but you were saying that ex-President Mandela was saying? You know, he, he, he made some powerful quotes, and, and I think this one for me is a need right now in our nation. The challenge we face right now is really around leadership. Doug, I don't know if you agree with me, and, and if you can come in as well. We found that leaders in African continent and around the world are really struggling on the challenges of leadership. There's so much of change has taken place and leadership has been the forefront to lead people. But we're not seeing that being effective around the world. But South Africa, let's turn to our continent and our African continent. Mandela said that education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. So I believe that there's, you know, there's a lack of education on the right style of leadership that's needed to change the world, not just leadership. So there's a right way and there's a wrong way of leadership. There's a right way of leadership that brings out the best in other people, which is the underpinning objective of Blanchard and the products we offer. We don't want to sell a product to people. Let me just put it out there. Mm. We don't ever want to sell a product to any of our clients in South Africa or around the world. In fact, our current CEO, Ken Sun, said that if we understand our, our for, forefront of what we want to do, it's called a labor of love. Mm. As a Blanchard community, as a family business, Ken and, and, and his son are, are really spearheading the area of how can we show a labor of love to the people of our nation, of the world, through the value we can provide to them. And this type of training and, and coaching and mentoring and help that we can bring to all people is part of the journey that we are on right now. We want to solve for the needs of Africa as a continent, for the needs of the people of Africa. Uh, you know the African proverb, Doug, it takes a village to raise a child. You've yeah. heard that one before, Doug? No, of course. No, absolutely. 100%. Eh? Let, me, let me put a spin on that. Who's raising the village? Yeah. Yeah. Great we points, talk about Jason. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's a fantastic intro. And I think, you know, the point you were making around around leadership, genuine, authentic leadership, leading for the right yep. reasons and all those things. And I think, you know, I'd also like to touch on, you know, you're talking about a labor of love and, and servant leadership. 
You know, I know you're a yeah. big component, and of course, your organization yeah. espouses servant leadership, you know, to be in, in service of your people. And, and again, you know, we see it so often with corporate uh, leaders, uh, politicians, they're not in service of the constituents, you know. So I think that's, that's such a cornerstone value of the organization yep. uh, that, that you guys are no doubt going to entrench in, in the local market. 100 percent you've you've led me on from where i was coming to you know in south africa uh, desmond tutu uh, archbishop desmond tutu coined the term ubuntu and uh, if you look at the meaning of the word it's essentially meaning humanity to others and if you think about humanity to others what does it talk to putting the needs of others before ourselves and if you think about putting the needs of others before yourself what does it talk to Leadership from a servant perspective, putting the needs of others, servant leadership. And, and in SL2, which is the flagship of Blanchard Progress, we say that SL2 isn't something you do to people. It's something you do with people. Ubuntu says, I am because you are. Or I say, I am because we are. It's more a community-based it's a, it's a sharing of wealth. It's about creating a community of practice where we all win. Not seeing organizations inequality that we see in our nation, where we have a high percentage of very wealthy individuals and a very high percentage, small percentage of very wealthy people, sorry, and a very high percentage of very poor people. That's where the, the Gini coefficient comes in. Now, what am I saying here? It's critical for us to understand what leadership is in the first instant. From a servant leadership capability, which is a cornerstone of Blanchard Companies, Ken uh, has joined forces with many great speakers around the world with the, the foundation that the, the greatest way to lead is through servant leadership capabilities. In fact, uh, Simon Sinek and Ken came up with a book called Servant Leadership in Action. I don't know if you've read that book. And uh, they teach on how to put practical steps in place in order to serve people. The latest book by Ken Blanchard and Randy Connolly is a book called The Simple Truths of Leadership. I'm not sure if you've heard of that book. The Simple Truths of Leadership how to build trust and, 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 and through trusting relationships where you serve the needs of others, where people can believe that. Just imagine, Doug, for a moment, if we can turn that pyramid upside down from a leadership, from a hierarch hierarchical construct of command and control to a construct of turning that pyramid upside down, where leaders serve the people. What is the purpose of government leadership? They're called public servants. Where is the public servants that we need to lead our nation. In organizations, leaders need to lead and serve their people so that the people can serve the customers. Ken Blanchard says this, and I love this quote. He says that profit is the applause you get for taking care of your people who take care of your customers. So very important that that servant leadership capability comes on strong. Uh, I, I think Cyril Ramaphosa, President Cyril Ramaphosa said this recently at a funeral of the late Mayor Mpo Murani in Alexander. He said these words, not me. He said that this country needs to bring about a culture of servant leadership into politics and in the running of the country. I'm quoting you from Cyril Ramaphosa, our president. Thabo yeah. Mbeki on the 21st of September said these words, we face a big challenge here at home a challenge of leadership in government and generally in society. So our greatest of our leaders in this country, Mbeki, Ramaphosa, Mandela, these leaders are people that we look up to as our leaders in the country. They are saying the right things. My question is, what are we doing about it? 
But I guess that's your first client, Jason. And I'm sure yeah. you <laughs> have been knocking on the government's door saying, you know, it's all fine. And, and yeah, you know, without uh, us, well, certainly me being hypercritical, it's easy to stand up and read a speech that in many cases you haven't written yourself. Not you, of course, the president. Uh, yeah. and then, and then just to get through that particular thing, but it's to mean it. And that's, and that's what South Africa needs. Jason, thanks very much. I want to bring Viv in. Viv, um, Again, well done to you, your partners at Jason, and I wish you and, and your team that you're building only the best. Now, on the topic of leadership, I mean, I know next week, and I want to throw forward to that event, you're speaking at a breakfast, uh, a business breakfast, and, and, the, and the topic that you sent me, that, that you're going to speak on is leadership malpractice, a perspective from South Africa. So if you don't mind just taking us through that, uh, obviously not your whole talk, but just the highlights and why people should be interested in, in coming to attend that. Thank you so much, Doug. You know, the concept of malpractice is not a new one. Um, when a doctor, a lawyer or an accountant is negligent in any extent and, and it deviates from what is acceptable standards of professional practice, people may sue them for malpractice. So if you look at medical malpractice, the earliest recorded lawsuit was in 1374. And yeah, in South Africa, no healthcare professional, whether you're a physio, a chiropractor, uh, you know, a dentist, you would not practice without insurance because somebody, if you deviate and you do something incorrect, people will sue you for that. So what about leadership malpractice? Okay. In many instances, as Jason alluded to, individuals are elected into positions of power. In the business world, primarily, they are promoted. They're promoted into positions of a power. Either way, whether you're elected or you're promoted, you are in positions of authority. But in most instances, there is not efficient checks and balances when they behave badly. And so we are saying, what is leadership? You know, Jason said, servant leadership. Are you serving the people? What do the people want? In any business school, and there's so many business schools around the world, the first thing they talk about is, um, you know, who are you, who are you serving? You know, and, yeah. and what do they want? Who are your customers? And what do your customers want? But our leaders that we've seen, and we don't even have to start on the list in South Africa, if we just mention the word Enron or Lehman Brothers, and, yeah. and if we come closer to home, we talk about ESCOM and Steinhoff, we don't yeah. even have to talk about what these leaders have been doing with very little checks and balances. Yeah. And, you know, we say, what is bad leadership then? Do they qualify to be a leader? What about the bullying? What about the lying? What about the corruption? You must have been comatosed in South Africa if you haven't heard of of uh, the Guptas and if you haven't heard of state capture. I don't know where you've been in the last 10 years. But when you talk about leadership malpractice, there seems to be very little consequences for bad behavior. So when, when you know, when we talk about uh, how do we wait uh, and change and empower each other because it's got to come from us. It's got to come from the inside out. We're all standing here waiting for the government to do something differently. And Einstein said, if you keep repeating the same thing and you expect a different result, that's a sign of madness. So can we start it from the bottom up, from the inside out? And can we be the leader. If you want to see the change, it's got to come from within. And everything we do at Blanchard and everything we teach, because we're talking about replicating and duplicating. 
if everybody started leading, uh, you will start a wave. Mother Teresa says, if you want a clean world, everybody go out onto their stoop and just sweep your stoop. You're going to have a clean world. So here at Blanchard, we believe that leadership is a skill we can teach. It starts with knowing what you want yeah. and where you're going and be incorruptible. And in you being incorruptible, you will gather the people around you. And when you lead like that, when you know where you're going to, that's what's going to change South Africa and how we are portrayed and how we, we've got the most amazing country with the most amazing resources. Uh, and yet we have disarray wherever we look. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, you know, that's a wonderful step, uh, you know, that, that you guys are taking in the right direction. Now, how, how can people get involved? Is it open to the public? Is it by invitation? Uh, say I want to attend. When is it happening? And, and how, do I, how do I become part of that conversation? You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Jason, can I can can you explain a little bit more about the details? Yeah, absolutely. So so Doug, we are actually doing a few roadshows in the few months coming up. So watch out for media publication, LinkedIn. We've got a LinkedIn page called Blanchard South Africa, where most of our advertisements will be flighted on. Uh, there is one right now for the event on the 24th of November. It is a no-charge event, so everyone's uh, you know, uh, allowed to attend. You need to just register online through our webpage. Uh, but the point is this. We want to create awareness, uh, Doug, and the awareness comes from actually reaching out and having conversations. As a company in South Africa, Blanchard is not here to just come and sell you a product that will fix your problem. No, we don't want to do that. We want to create value and sustainable change in our nations over a period of time. So we are inviting the HR community, leaders of organizations, captains of industries to come and sit and hear from us what are the dangers of leadership malpractice. As Vivian alluded to earlier, you can't expect to do things differently. Uh, who's raising that village that raises the child? These are some of the topical discussions we'll be having over the next coming months. But this next week's training uh, program is in uh, Johannesburg, it's at City Lodge, it's here in Midrand, South Africa, and we are inviting all that are able to join to come and join us for that breakfast, and we'll be presenting to you leadership malpractice in a way that will make you understand what are the consequences, what are the outcomes of leadership malpractice, and how can we change that narrative, how can we change the future. Future topics that we'll be talking through is diversity, equity, and inclusion. That is rearing its ugly head in the world right now, but it's been around in South Africa for many years. And now we've come to a point where we want to create more awareness around this topic of diversity, equity and inclusion. Uh, we want to reframe people's thinking around what leadership is and what leadership is not. I think I want to make this bold statement to say leadership is not a title. Leadership is not your qualification. Leadership is not about anything or wealth that you accumulate in the world. Leadership is about influence. The question we need to ask ourselves, are we having a positive influence in the world or a negative influence? We all know great leaders around the world. Some had influence over people, but they used it as a negative way to bring about crime, corruption, hurt and pain in the world. But then you have positive influences in the world that have made about better change for people. We want to be remembered for positive change. 
Does that answer your question there, Doug, in terms of oh, upcoming absolutely, events? Absolutely, Jason. Thanks so much. Thanks, Viv. And again, you know, to our listeners, we say it all the time when Gordon and I are, are chatting about uh, it's not just about a great 30-minute conversation that we're having now. It's about longevity. So if you're listening to the show and you want to be part of it, please go on to the Blanchard South Africa LinkedIn site, which Jason's spoken about. Register uh, and and really attend if you're in the Greater Johannesburg area. Free event uh, and find out you know about leadership and certainly you know dialogue with your colleagues at that event. So that's wonderful. Jason and Vivian, I'd like you both to just give me a view. I know that we're speaking now about political leadership, we're speaking macro leadership, corporate leadership, but Blanche, it's not only about that. I mean, we're talking about youth. I know, Jason, you've done a lot of work with with young people. It's never too early to start. Uh, And also, a lead like Jesus. So, you know, if we can just chat about those two that seem very different in the stable. You know, a lot of L&D companies, leadership development companies, will talk corporate, but we're now talking youth, and we're talking something that's got a a religious tint to it. And I also want to chat about, you know, if it's just for Christians or if it's the notion of leading like Jesus. Great question there, Doug. So let me firstly talk about the youth program, and then I'll go into the Lead Like Jesus program. Uh, The youth program that we have is called Student Self-Leadership. And then there's a program that I run called Student Financial Literacy. Uh, I do this over six modules, one hour per session. Both are six hours each. And fundamentally, I've found that in South Africa, two things are never taught in schools. Really for the, I'm talking about the more public schools now, the greater schools. Leadership is never really taught to understand and about influence. And the second thing is nobody's teaching about how to save and invest for the future. Hence, we find ourselves in the position we are as a country with the lowest savings culture in the world. So in order to change that, education is critically important. Now, I understand that we, when we do this program, I've just completed a session with a school in Midran. 161 students went through the student self-leadership program. As Blanchard South Africa, we are looking to partner with organizations. Let me tell you what our, our strategic intent is. We are not going to charge a fee for our services from a perspective of facilitator fee. We will do this voluntarily. However, there's material and we need travel costs, etc. So we want to partner with organizations from a corporate social investment. If organizations care about one, the community at large, partner with us to reach all schools in South Africa to do this program. Partner with us. We're asking you to join us on this mission. The second thing we would like to offer to organizations out there is, what about your employee experience? We want to partner with organizations that maybe want us to train the employees' children between the ages of 14 to 18 on student self-leadership. Now, let me give you a little brief overview of the program. Student self-leadership teaches on six fundamentals. Number one, it teaches on how to challenge assumed constraints. What is an assumed constraint? It's beliefs that holds people back from achieving their purpose and their goals in life. We shift them and we help them to break that chain. A lot of South Africans believe, I can't, I won't. And they sit in this entitlement mode. I want and I want to get without working for it. We teach you how to be proactive, how to use your own points of power so that you can push your own self to lead your own self to achieve your goals, number one, to diagnose where you are so that you can get the help you need and to ask for the matching style that you need to get to your point of 
growing. So we help this and we build this in. The school that I've worked with found real value in students pushing themselves more to get to their goals. So student self-leadership. The other program is financial literacy, where we teach you on budgeting, how to save and invest money, and all things related to saving and how to save for the rainy day. We use, we use storytelling as examples of Warren Buffett, who was at 11 years old, bought his first share in the stock market. So we educate kids from a young age that don't wait till it's too late to start saving money. Start from a young age so that you don't depend on the state funding of government pensions, etc. So it's really changing the cycle of the problems that we have in our nation. So that is the, the programs that we do in schools. And beside that program, I also do a program uh, called Manners for Minors, where we teach youth from the a, grade naught to grade nine, grade four on mannerism and how to have mannerism. But these are all things that we say we want to give back. The point of that work that we do is not only for us to see it as a commercial activity for Blanchard, but how can we partner with organizations to bring about positive change? We've been very open and transparent on your show to say there is no fee for people to get paid for this. We're doing this voluntarily. Obviously, there's some costing around material printing, et cetera, which we can talk about because there are workbooks, et cetera, that's included. But we yeah. can work around that. But we are looking to partner. Then the other program that you mentioned earlier called Lead Like Jesus, it's open to the public, to anybody. We use the principles of a leader like Jesus and how he turned the world upside down through his way of how he did things through leading people. We use biblical constructs and, and passages of scripture to share with you. But any person, we have had non-Christians attend the program, agnostic people that attended the program to understand leadership. And incidentally, if anybody wants to know, Ken Blanchard is the co-founder of Lead Like Jesus as well. Um, I am the co-founder of Lead Like Jesus in South Africa. I'm also a board member of the Lead Like Jesus U.S. board as well. And our goal is to reach people to change the way we lead, which is through servanthood. Well, wonderful, Jason. Thanks so much for that explanation and both of those. Verb, what I'd like to do, and, and I'm just cognizant of the time, you know, we, we're chatting and there's so many things to, to cover. Verb, all of these programs are available face-to-face and online. And I know that there's also clickable, digestible, snackable content. So if you don't mind just chatting a little yes. bit about the methodology, just the way in which people can access the material. Right. So, you know, COVID has really uh, springboarded the virtual training and hybrid training. So we have a, a platform and we call it the Blanchard Exchange. We have our own one for South Africa. We, um, you can have bite-sized chunks. It's on demand. It is clickable. It's learnable. You go it at your own pace. Um, where you can learn these different lessons. So definitely when we when we engage with people, either come to our public programs or they come through their company, you get a whole lot of digital assets where you can go in and you can click and it's the reminders and there's job aids to keep the lesson alive and for you to use the lessons in everyday living. That's how it comes alive. 70% of your learning is actually doing it. So it's the same thing when people engage with us or they have access to the platform where they can learn and use the material. But, you know, if you leave it in the realm of academia, that's 10% of your learning. You're never going to grasp it. 70% of your learning is actually doing it. 20% of your learning is feedback. When people say, that was amazing, it changed how I thought, it changed how I looked at it, it changed my perspective. And that's what we want. We want real 
practical, implementable skills that people can use every day, not just in the workspace, but all day, every day in their life. Thank you for that, Doug. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, Viv, you know, we, a lot of us who've been around uh, learning and development, either as facilitators or for that matter as recipients or for that matter leaders, the, one of the criticisms is that that tail off effect, you know, so after the course, um, people are, do stuff with great gusto a week later, not so much two weeks later. And by a month, it's all over. You know, you just spent money and, and then you go on the next course. And I think you're absolutely right. It's about, and the nice part about the bite sizes is it's not overwhelming. You know, you can go in on your own time. And again, you know, I encourage uh, listeners to go onto, onto the Blanchard South Africa site, go and just play around with some of the content. You know, they, there's a lot of stuff. It's a very, 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 rich site so go on look at it and a lot of the stuff is not intimidating which is great for learning and as you say Viv, great for repetition and practice as we moving towards the end jason just um as we go into the close please if you can tell us how do people get hold of either yourself or Viv, or for that matter branches south africa you guys got a new website out just you're talking about linkedin if you can just give us those those addresses please and uh you know we'd like our listeners to, to engage with you from there on out. Absolutely, thank you. Uh, I think the first thing to say is that uh, we have a website that's just being developed now. It's www.blanchard.co.za. It's a South African Blanchard uh, uh, website. Uh, all our content is on the website. And we also have a LinkedIn site, Blanchard South Africa, if people can reach out to us there um, we've got an email address info at blanchard.co.za you can reach out on that to us and we would love to see and have conversations with organizations to see how we can help and take them forward and uh, really there's a little get started button i want to also say that based on what you asked Viv earlier most of our programs can be customized to meet the needs of our our clients so it's not a very rigid approach. And we may have a certain off-the-shelf products that's available to clients, but we look at the needs and then we work from there. So we would love to have a conversation around that. But our our, our communications are available on our website. There's emails, et cetera, available and on the Blanchard LinkedIn page as well. So feel free to reach out to us and we will get back to you as soon as possible. That's wonderful, Joseph. And please, you know, to our community, and we're speaking largely, not exclusively, but largely to the marketing media fraternity. When you go onto that site, you will see, uh, as Jason and, and Viv alluded to, so many programs that are applicable to any industry, because a lot of it is generic principles around, around leadership. So with itself, leadership, team leadership, managing change, you know, the steps of managing change, uh, SL2, which is, which is the, the flagship program. So got building trust, communication. I mean, these are critical parts, uh, inside of the marketing and advertising fraternity. So again, from my side, I'd urge you to go on. And I know Jason's made the point and, and given you the, the addresses as is, uh, Viv. From my side, Jason. Uh, Doug, Viv, yeah. Doug, one last thing I would like to say. And, and here's a challenge to leaders listening to this conversation today. Many leaders talk servant leadership, but do you really know if you are? And how will you know if you are a servant leader? We've got a free quiz, 12 questions on our website. There's a link that's available to any leader that wants to check his motives and his intentions as a servant leader. We invite you to go and take this free survey. It says start quiz on our page at the very top of our page when you go in. 
we we welcome you with Saubona, a South African language. Welcome to South Africa. And just below, you'll see, think you are a servant leader. Take our quiz to find out how well you demonstrate the characteristics. Click on the start quiz. Takes you to a link. 12 questions. Complete it and check yourself if you are, are a servant leader that you believe you are, just to see. And then come and talk to us, and we are able to assist you in, in, in some way or form. So, Doug, I just wanted to invite the listeners that, out there to take that quiz. It's free of charge. There's no, there's no cost to it. That's great, Jason. That's wonderful. And it's a great thing because, you know, as we're talking, you know, it's not just about passive listening. But you made the point. You know, here's an invite for a leader to go on, do its only 12 questions, do the exercise, get the feedback, do the introspection, pick up the write a mail, pick up the call, uh, you know, do something. So thanks, Jason. Thanks very much for that. Jason, I'm going to end off with Viv, if you don't mind. Thank you very much for your time. And again, well done. Sure. One, on getting the rights. And two, all the best for, for obviously cementing it and, and making it success, not just for your company, but also, as you said, passionately for South Africa. So thanks very much for that. Viv, uh, again, from my side, thanks very much. Uh, I wish you all the best. I will be at your function next week, uh, the business breakfast, uh, listening to, to, to you and, and sharing the views on leadership. So thanks very much, Viv. I really appreciate your time. Doug, thank you. And to all your listeners, um, we're on an amazing journey. And, um, you know, when we went to, when we went to go meet with our compatriots in the other countries, on leadership and the global partner for Blanchard. Um, Scott Blanchard said to us, you know, if you're in this for the money, you're in the wrong place. He says, what we're learning and teaching about leadership, this is a labor of love. Mm. And so from Jason and I, I speak on behalf of both of us. Yeah. We are passionate about teaching about leadership. And so thank you for this opportunity to just share our thoughts and our mission on where we want to go to with Blanchard South Africa. That's wonderful. Thanks, Viv. I really appreciate it. And again, to our listeners, please be part of the conversation as we wrap up this week. Next week, Gordon's back in studio, hopefully with some of my presence. Uh, and from my side, uh, let's keep chatting until next week. See you then. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the Guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.